reaching up and making the grab. Odell Beckham Jr. Stafford buys time. Protection is good. And so is the pass. Henderson came out of the backfield. Jefferson in motion. Henderson, nice cutback. Stafford rolling and throwing. Caught, caught, touchdown. Stafford caught on the run. Caught, who else? Out of the slot to the right, looks that way, fires that way, but makes the grab at about the 18 yard line. Pass, cut, got it, touchdown. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. It looked like P. Ryan might have had a shot to make the grab, but the Rams now. Running down to celebrate with a defensive play. Guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Do not even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of East Coast Rams. I'm your co-host Ashton here with my awesome co-host as always, Zach. Uh, how you doing, Zach? Great. Long weekend, trying to finish up some summer plans before, you know, we get into the fall. So, but football's back officially now. Yeah, officially week one is coming ahead. So uh, we got some news and stuff to talk about 53 man stuff. Uh, But Zach, do you want to start off with some not so good news? Yeah, so um, as everyone's probably aware that uh, Cooper Cup has been dealing with a hamstrung hamstring injury um, for about a month now, um, kind of re-aggravated it over the last week. Um, but now the big news is that he had to, over the weekend, went to Minnesota to actually see a specialist. Um, not exactly, they're not really giving us any details of, you know, what the specialist is going to do outside of their, their, their own medical team. Um, but McVay continues to push that he's day to day. He has not ruled out him being out, uh, week one against Seattle. Um, but it, I mean, it's definitely not great news when it comes to, you know, especially this fan base who already seems to be teeter tottering on the edge of like, basically we're just going to implode and it's going to be like a, you know, Oh, and 16 season. Um, but but yeah, what what are your thoughts about this this news of Cooper Cup? Uh yeah. Uh we're not gonna go oh and seventeen, guys. Uh let let's start off start off there. Um definitely not a good sign if you're having to see a specialist. Uh if you're trending towards the positive, you don't go see a more specialized doctor, typically. Uh so I think some people saying he's out for season. That's a little drastic. We don't know that. I think they're trying to be due diligent. I do not think he's going to play. I think I would be surprised if he ended up playing at all in week one. Uh, I think he's going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, It's just hamstrings are very difficult things. And if you play the person, it can last weeks to months. And I'm type. I take the view of I would rather him be out for four or five weeks, 
than have us play him for a week or two and him like hurt something worse and him be out for the rest of the season. You know, either yeah, no, make, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I think that's I think that's the the plan that they should go with. And I think even McVeigh said that. I, I, obviously, they want him back, but he they want him back when he's in when he's ready to perform not just when he's ready to get back on the field um they want him to be in performance mode not just get on the field just because they need to get him on the field um we want him to be healthy we want him to you know be the best that he can be and not have to you know we go through this process again in you know you know two weeks and you know he's he's down again because of the same injury so um hopefully just giving him plenty of time to rest um will give him that opportunity um, to get everything figured out and so that he can play at his highest level when we need him the most. Um, it could be very disappointing, you know, uh, that we won't be able to get to see him in person um, playing. If he's out for four weeks, that puts him out of both the Bengals and the Colts game, which I'm going to both of those games. You're coming down to the Colts. Um, so, you know, that would take him out of that opportunity. Um, but, it is what it is. McVeigh did say that uh, on Wednesday we're recording this Monday night, um, but they, he said that they should have better clarity of what the situation is and how to proceed moving forward um, on Wednesday during his next media bail. I don't think they're going to announce him not playing or not until uh, like right before the game in order to keep the uh, Seahawks kind of guessing a little bit. That's just an NFL thing, even if you know about the injury, unless if it leaks, I I highly doubt uh, they'll say anything super early. For sure. And, you know, there's a there was another news today that, you know, uh, when McVeigh kind of addressed the media that he didn't really announce who the starting O line was going to be still. Um, there's still some question. There's still a couple question marks. Um, but again, I think that's mostly to keep seattle on their toes and not really know who to who to um who they know is definitely going to be uh they're going to be up against yeah um we can talk about the line when we get to that part of the 53 53 man roster and we'll talk about more about uh the game when we preview the game after the roster uh, so we'll touch on both of those things separately. So it, it's an interesting conversation point as we uh, roll and kind of transition into the 53-man. Zach, uh, starting out quarterbacks, we have Stafford and Bennett. Uh, I mean, both me and you expected this. We didn't expect three. Like, they're not going to keep ripping on uh, as a third QB on the roster, even with the new rules for emergency QBs, I personally don't think Rippon's worth it. Uh, but he he should be on the um, the emergency list, though. He I think he will be the the. You, you have to be on the active roster to be the emergency emergency QB. You just don't have to be part of the forty eight, the active day yes. game roster. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah. And very very interesting. Um, how that's going to play out, but no, no surprise. Our kicker's there. not even on our roster. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get to him shortly. Uh, yeah, we don't even have a kicker on the active roster, so there we go there. Um, but no, I think Bennett does still have some some stuff to prove, especially today. Uh, apparently, he had a rest day today, which is not super. Like he actually asked for a rest day today, which is just kind of odd for a rookie 
um, to kind of request one of those things, but um, it is what it Personal is. Personal life stuff can happen. It can, you know. it can, but usually not the week before game. I mean, usually you try to plan it, maybe hopefully out a little bit differently, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, running backs. Uh, we caught, we have four running backs on the active roster, Cam Akers, Kyron Williams, Zach Evans, and Ronnie Rivers. What are your initial thoughts on that? Um, I think depth-wise, it's a little bit better than we've had in the past. I feel like outside of 21, uh, we've gone into the season with a really good starter and the depth behind them being kind of uh, on the weaker side. Uh, you could make an argument that uh, sometimes we were good with having a receiving back and like the our main back, and then we kind of got away from that after Gurley in 2019 and 2020 until Cam Akers started to merge a little bit. Uh, I like the depth here. I like Ronnie Rivers. Uh, Kyron Williams, I think he's still kind of a question mark to me whether or not he's going to work out. Uh, Zach Evans, uh, I'm going to be honest. I didn't see much from him in the preseason. Uh, his stats don't jump out to me. His play didn't jump out to me. Now, I don't see him practice, so I'm not on staff. I can't speak to any of that. So, you know, maybe they're really impressed and they want to develop him. Perfectly fine with that if that's why they kept him on. I just thought there were kind of other candidates out in free agency or, like, cut candidates that we could have went after. Uh, over keeping Zach Evans. I think he's someone who could have potentially made the practice squad. I don't, you know. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I mean, he, he was on our draft pick for this year, so I don't know. I, I think that they are still uncertain of their – obviously, Kyron Williams um, and K-Makers are going to be kind of the two lead backs, but I think they're still trying to figure out who's going to be RB3, even though Ronnie Rivers had had a – a pretty solid uh, preseason um, in of itself, but um, you know, they're, they're, they need all hands on deck when it comes to the off- offensive weapons and they seem to have it right now. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Williams makes a step and can be kind of like filling that Henderson role a little bit and can be more of a weapon. I feel like Henderson was kind of underutilized for most of his career. And when they gave him a chance, like he was, okay but he was mediocre when he got volume and then he kept on getting hurt so uh hopefully Kyron can stay healthy and he's gone hurt himself uh and can be utilized as a weapon like you said but solid running back like depth chart uh I think we could always add to it but you know it is what it is for this season it's not bad for sure uh wide receivers we kept six kind of tithering on we have five currently uh, that are probably going to play, but uh, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, Ben Skoranek, and Demarcus Robinson. Um, This is no shock to, I don't think a shock to either one of us. This is kind of what we predicted um, was going to be the six that were going to emerge. Um, I know a lot of people wanted Tyler Johnson to be on the team, um, but I figured you know, it was either going to be either him or Demarcus. I don't think they both were going to hit the, the 53. Um, and it ended up being uh, Demarcus. So um, 
I see this as, as a good opportunity. Obviously, with the Cooper Cup news, everyone's going to have to step up. Uh, but the only, I mean, the plus side is, is that they've had a lot of opportunity uh, to practice with Stafford um, and get that chemistry flowing that was non-existent last year at all. Um, so definitely a good sign that that Stafford was healthy and he was able to work with these individuals. Yeah, we may end up seeing Tyler Johnson coming back uh, if they move Cup to the IR. Uh, which I do expect them to do if they get, like, bad news. Uh, but this wide receiver core, you know me, Zach. I was not a big fan of this wide receiver core last year. I thought they were, to be frank, atrocious. I, I didn't think anyone played up to an NFL standard. I guess you could say at points when Van got healthy, he was – average NFL wide receiver, uh, but everyone else just wasn't good. And you can't make the QB argument because it got a little bit better whenever Baker came in, but not much. Uh, our offense was like second to last, and it got, I think, probably like five spots better after Baker came in. So like marginally better, but it was still atrocious, and I think a big part of that was wide receivers weren't getting open, weren't making plays. Uh, Higby was, like, the only weapon for the offense for most of that season. Uh, So when we talk about uh, this upcoming season and if Cup is out, that's going to – hopefully it makes, like, the positive could be that Stafford has to not just pass to one person – Either that or he's going to find one person just to pass to that he likes. And the question, who is that person going to be? Is it going to be Van Jefferson or will it be Tutu? Like it, they have shown a little bit more chemistry than in the past or at least than in uh, 22 or 21. Uh, Stafford didn't get to play in in camp in 22. But like you can see that that has grown his connections with the other wide receivers because he did get the play. So hopefully if we have more balanced offense, that could somehow throw a team off. The fact that he's not just spamming cup like you're in Madden. Uh, it, talking about specific yeah. players, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Tutu and Puka can do. Uh, I think we kind of know what we have in Van Jefferson. I think we know what we have in Ben Skoranek. So like, has Tutu taken that step? Um, and has uh, Puka grown as a rookie, and can he get a prominent role? That has not really happened under Sean McVay. Rookies do not get roles. So can he defy gravity there? I think Puka's going to have a, a breakout year. I think if anybody on this on this wide receiver core is going to have something, it's going to be Puka. I mean, he is, from what I've seen, uh, from training camp and you know his whole off-season regime, like he has been working his tail off. He has been following Cooper Cup, asking him questions. I mean, even on one of the various podcasts he's been on, he's he he's even mentioned like he's probably over bothering Cup with asking how he does things and things like that. He's trying to soak up as much information as possible. Um, and we've seen the highlighted plays when you know when the Rams social media posts it, like he's making plays, he's making great catches. Um, I, I really think that we have a, you know, have a star in him. Um, and, you know, I'm really excited to see what he has. Um, we've seen the chemistry between Jefferson and Stafford. 
you know, we were, you got to remember the, you know, uh, Stafford's first touchdown throw to Jefferson back in Chicago bears in 2021. Like that was great. And I, I think that can, that can continue. Um, last year was an anomaly. We got to try to put that kind of in the past a little bit. Cause we didn't Stafford wasn't healthy. Uh, we didn't have an offensive line, whether you want to say it's healthy or not. We just it was depleted in of itself. Um, and, you know, Jefferson was coming in and out of an injury uh, again with the whole Stafford there, Stafford not there. Like it just it just wasn't a good place for this team last year. And it's like I said, you know, yes, Cooper Cup being down and it's always going to be that mess, that next man mentality coming up. But these players have they have their quarterback now they need to do they need to execute their part of it yeah and uh let's talk about give ben skoranek a little bit of uh love so all those ben sands don't uh <laughs> shout at us uh what's your point of view on ben skoranek do, do you think he's possible of making a jump i think both me and you were unusually compared to the rest of the fan base positive in his rookie season about saying, Hey, this guy's getting open. Like it's possible he could be really good and make plays. And he was just, wasn't connecting a few small details together, which has a big impact on the NFL field. Uh, What do you make of him? And can he make a step? Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of that Swiss Army knife kind of player. He, he he will do whatever. I mean, he'll be the fullback, wide receiver. He's going to be on – I mean, he's a special teams captain, which we'll kind of talk about that. So I, I really see his role going to be more in that special teams area. But, you know, again, with, with this whole Cooper Cup situation, we could see him try to fill some sort of slot in that role. But that has – but there has to be a need for it. I, I, I love – Ben Skoranek, I think he's done great. He's done great in the fullback position, and maybe they'll try to whip that in there um, here and there just, just to get the defense off uh, on guard uh, a little bit. But um, but I, I really think it's going to take a little bit more. It's going to have to take Jefferson not perform. Well, Jefferson, he's going to be in that high role anyways, but it's going to be Tutu and Puka not being able to to do their roles specifically. Um and I think that's where Ben Skoranek's going to fit in um, a little bit. Like I said, I do love him. I, I think he's great. I think he he is that Cooper Cup esque player, um, but just isn't at that high caliber as Cooper Cup is. Um, but again, I hope he I hope he really does well because I, I really do like him as a player. He's a really good competitor and he's a team player, and that's what this Ram organization needs. Yeah, I will say if. Puka or Tutu or Ben struggle, at least in their wide receiver roles. I think what I like about the addition to Marcus Robinson and potentially they could go back and get Tyler Johnson is that I I know we can trust on a certain production level from DeMarcus Robinson. I think he would be ready to jump over those younger wide receivers if they aren't able to pre- produce or if they're not producing. I mean, it's kind of in my. I mean, I know this is not the popular opinion, but it with if Cooper Cup is out, and we could talk. I mean, I said I'm just gonna bring this up now, but I do see it could be more of Van Jefferson, Demarcus Robinson, and then Tutu and Atwell kind of swapping out spots. I mean, that's a that's a pretty hot take, Um, but I really think Sean McVay is going to want that veteran experience on the field. Um, And as we've seen the years past, we haven't seen the production that Tutu should be bringing. We've seen him have 
really hot plays and he's been able to, you know, stretch the field and things like that. And I hope he continues that. Um, and Puka's new. He's a rookie. He's he's still learning. He's getting his sea legs, um, getting his bearing straight. So I could really see them without Cooper Cup being in there. I could really see them putting Demarcus Robinson into that wide receiver two, three spot, making some shifts. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, tight end. So uh, not really any surprises here either. Uh, the Rams keep Tyler Higby, Hopkins, Hunter Long and Davis Allen. I know the fan base is, uh, let's say, a little negative on Hunter Long. Uh, what's your take on Hunter Long, and was he worth a roster spot? Well, we just haven't seen production from him yet. We, I mean, he's kind of been in and out of preseason, um, or preseason um, training camp. OTAs with a with a groin injury um so we haven't really got to see a whole lot and see a lot on film um as far as with the Rams so I think that's kind of why and I think I don't know you could almost make it feel like the Rams kind of had to put him on the 53 because they didn't want to get the blowback of well we traded Jalen Ramsey for a third and Hunter Long so if he's not on the team like it's a bust um, so I don't know. I need to see more from him. I'm really liking that. We put Davis Allen, um, on this roster. I think he, 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 he did what he needed to do in preseason to earn this spot. Um, and whether or not Hunter Long was there or not, I think we could have done with three tight ends, but you know, we're here with four. Yeah. I mean, we just don't know what they've seen from him, especially during camp. That's the piece of information we're missing. Um, so I do think there's a little bit of overreaction there. Uh, and this team has been willing to admit to mistakes. So I don't think they're keeping him just because of the trade. Uh, is that a piece of it? Of course, I, I think that's a little bit of it. But I think they have more motivation around it, liking him. They picked him as a part of that trade for a reason. They could have got a future third round, fourth rounder, uh, I'm sure. So we'll see. I mean, uh, he could potentially develop into something, especially with Higby uh, being on a contract here, which a lot of people don't remember. And I don't think the Rams are going to necessarily resign him. Uh, they have money next year, but they may not want to spend it on a tight end of Higby's caliber. So they may just want to see which of these three guys could be the heir apparent. And that's why they want to keep him and kind of observe him longer. Yeah. Um, you know, it will be disappointing to see Higby eventually do go, but I do, I do agree with what you're saying. Yeah. They're not going to re-sign him. I I just think his market's going to be a little bit too high for what they want to spend for tight end. Yeah. Um, talk about the offensive line a little bit. Um, there was a couple surprises in this one. Um, obviously, our offensive uh, offensive tack tackles, we have Rob Habenstein, Alaric Jackson, and Warren McClendon Jr. Uh, center guard spots, we have Brian Allen, Coleman Shelton, Steve Avila, Joe Noteboom, Tremaine Ankrum, Kevin Dotson, and Zach Thomas. 
um, one of the big key, um, two of them actually, Logan Bruss, I think was probably the biggest news um, that hit that he wasn't going to be uh, on the active roster spot, uh, which we can talk about that in a minute, but also AJ Curry, um, who I thought should have been on the 53. He was not, uh, but both of them do come back into the practice squad. So they are still currently with the team. What are your thoughts about this? Uh, I mean, I'm big a Curry fan. I'm, it kind of sucks, but that trade, uh, you had to make space and Zach Thomas fought and probably outplayed a Curry for that spot. That 10 spot came down to those two and Zach Thomas just had a better camp, had better snaps at practice. I like a Curry a lot. You know that. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. I thought whenever he came in, of course, he got hurt. But whenever he did come in, like, he played fantastic at, uh, I believe he played left tackle, Zach. Uh, left tackle or left guard. Can't remember specifically because we had so many people rotating that year. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the roster when it comes to having 10 alignment, I, I would prefer to have nine, but I get why they're keeping 10 this year. And uh, all these choices, I, I like. I think it's good depth. Dotson, good. Ingram has proven something. Uh, I think uh, deciding your center is still, that looks like that's still a little undecided. And they, they got to figure out right guard. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I think uh, we talked about this earlier with not having the line set. That's not good. That's for an NFL team. You have to know your starting five. You have to get them practicing together. You have to have a certain center snapping to your QB. You have to have the center and right guard talking whenever they're having run blocks. you got to have the left guard and left tackle talking whenever they're pass blocking like there's so many it's a way more sophisticated uh position than people give it credit for and sure. not having that set starting five is uh it doesn't look good the only benefit that i that i'll give the rams is that for the center position because both of them are so experienced with the rams in that center spot it's not as big of a deal. I get what, but I do think that they need to have cohesion with that five. That five is the cohesion. It's going to make the run game work. It's going to make the pass game work. It's going to protect Stafford. It's, it is the start of the Rams actually being able to be competitive this year. And if the offensive line isn't together, they're not going to do well at all. So definitely need to figure that out. Sometimes, like I said, it could have been that it, it's a, it's a gamemanship again to Seattle, but if the, if they're not seeing that on the practice or, you know, who, who knows what, you know, the reporters are and aren't allowed to report. Uh, but usually we should at least see who's kind of been out on the field. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, you know, we're less than six days away from first game and at least us as fans don't really know who's going to be the starting five. Yeah. Uh, we know three out of the five, uh, and they could be waiting for that center uh, battle to play out. See who's right guard. Kind of makes sense. We'll see. And there's still there's still rumors that Joe Nopu might get. They might try to trade him or something like that. Who knows what what all that could be too. So we'll see. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think he's tradable, but we'll see. Uh, D-line, Aaron Donald, Bobby Brown, Ernest Brown, Kobe Turner, Jonah Williams, Dezawan Johnson, Mr. Relevant, and Laurel Merchantson. Um, yeah, Zach, this is a group that kind of worries me, um, especially when it comes to the run. I like Laurel Merchantson. I'm happy he made the team. I thought he was a really great stud whenever we picked him up last year and he came in. Um, of course, you have Aaron Donald. Uh, Bobby Brown and Ernest Brown both have shown a little bit of promise, but I don't think they've gone up to an NFL defensive line standard yet, at least what I've seen them play. And Kobe Turner, the rookie, uh, has shown promise. But again, these guys... I'm not exaggerating. They were atrocious. And most of these guys played in the preseason. They were not good in the preseason. Of course, adding arguably the most dominant defensive line player to ever play NFL football. Will that make this group a little bit better? Just a tad bit, you know, a good amount. But still not good. I'm still worried about the edges. Teams have already figured out ways to kind of neutralize Aaron Donald, run past him, run behind him, let him move up, purposely give him a single block and run right through the middle. And am I confident for these guys filling in Greg Gaines and all those other linemen we lost? No, I'm not exactly confident. I think that's going to be where this defense struggles the most. I'm not worried about secondary. I'm worried about the edge and I'm worried about uh, the defense or defensive line outside Aaron Donald being able to apply pressure and stop the run. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I, you know, with the contracts that we saw gone out the way with, you know, Greg Gaines and such, like, it, I, for not to not bring them back is just, it just seems, it just seems wrong. But we're kind of past that now. But yeah, this team needs this defense is going to be a struggle and it's going to be a struggle for fans to watch. Um, you mentioned what they, what they've done to Aaron Donald to kind of neutralize them, but hopefully that adding Aaron Donald there can bring a free man to be able to position themselves to be in a good spot. We'll see. Um, really wish the Rams would have focused a little bit more on the edge, uh, but we'll see what, you know, Hoyt and, um, and Byron Young can do and see if they can, make some sort of magic with Aaron Donald on the field. Yeah, he's made a lot of people who uh, looked average look really good because they get a lot of benefit of uh, so much attention to Aaron Donald. Uh, Talking about outside linebackers, we have Hoyt, uh, Byron Young, Nick Hampton, Valkenberg, and Mathis going to IR. So we have four outside linebackers. Zach, um, I Hoyt showed flashes of being good, terrible in run defense, which I don't know if that's going to help with this defensive line, uh, at least last year. Maybe he's grown, of course. He switched positions midseason, so you're going to have growing pains there. Uh, do you think he takes a step? Do you think Byron Young is the real deal? Do you think he uh, shows flashes? And can either of these other two uh, young guys joining uh, the outside linebacker group, can can they be diamonds in the rough? Like, uh, what do you make of this group? 
They sure can. I mean, um, last last season when Michael Hoyt was, you know, on the field, like I, I we saw flashes of him. You know, we saw where he got a multi multi sack um, game, and it was great. But then they figured out how to. Then the next team figured out how to stop him. He was either, you know, he was just too either too slow or maybe even too fast uh, to try to spin around there, and they were able to neutralize him pretty quickly after you know his multi sack game. Um, and so, but I think he's been working this offseason. He's been slimming down. He's been um, gaining more muscle and things like that to make him a be- bigger threat on the out on the edge. Uh, so I definitely see that. Um, Byron Young, yeah, I think he he has the potential to be it. But again, we just we need to see it. We need to see it in a full motion. And you know, they're going to go up against first team offenses now, not just you know for one series like they were in preseason. So they're going to have to get their act together. If the Rams do seem to put together a couple wins maybe they actually look to bring in somebody um looks potential that burns might be back on the the market uh for a potential trade from carolina so maybe the rams you know could potentially try that whole um deal again chase young. um yeah chase young yeah so there's there's options that the rams could did to do to bring it in but again i don't see the rams making any big moves unless they feel like they are going to have a competitive advantage and it's going to lead to at least a playoff spot going to this season. So I wouldn't see any big uh, splashes. How many uh, wins do you think they need before the trade deadline for them to make a trade? Um, I think they're going to have to have more wins than not. I mean, they're going to have to be over 50% by the so time four? that happens. Yeah, I would say four. And is it doable? I think it is. But every game, I I keep saying, every game is winnable. Every game is winnable. It's just going to be if you can outscore the other other team. So we'll see how that looes But I guess I will say for the, to finish off on the offensive, uh, the um, outside linebackers, the one, the one player that I was kind of disappointed that we didn't see on here was, um, was, uh, Thomas, um, I thought he uh, he did a really good job. Um, Kyer Thomas, I thought he did a good job in preseason. I thought I saw some flashes in him, uh, but at least he's on the practice squad as a potential backup in case they need. Yeah, to why do you think they went Falkenberg versus uh, Tom- Thomas? I don't, I don't know. I mean, he had two and a half sacks. Um. I, of you course, know, it can like be practice. 10 tackles. I, sure. I will say Valkenberg looked better in coverage than Math or not Mathis, uh, Thomas. Than Thomas, yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was kind of looking back and seeing what I saw from him, but um, I mean, he didn't have any sacks and he had 11 total tackles. So, like, you know, if you if you compare the preseason games, you know, at least those stats, it, it, it seems like uh, Thomas had the, the slight edge there. But I guess it had to have been practice that really boosted him, um, boosted him there. Yeah. Uh, inside linebackers, we have three, Jones, Roseboom, and Hummel. Uh, I mean. No surprise, Rose really. Boom, yeah, Roseboom has so, shown, like, uh, stints here and there being rel- reliably good. 
uh, Hummel, I, I'm not a big fan of Hummel, but he's our third string, so it's not a huge deal. Uh, Ernest Jones, a star, like, uh, I don't know what more we can add about talking about him. Yeah, I mean, Ernest Jones is going to be the key to this defense. I mean, he's the communicator. He's the green dot. Um, he's going to be, outside of Aaron Donald, he is going to be the leader um, for this defense. So um, we expect big things from him, and there's there's nothing that really shows that he won't give us those big things. Quarterbacks, uh, cornerbacks. Yeah, six quarterbacks would be something. <laughs> cornerbacks six of them kobe durant akella i should have let you uh introduce these ones akella witherspoon duke shelley uh, Dar- uh darion kendrick trey thomason and sean jolly um couple couple people who didn't make it on this roster uh who actually got cut robert rochelle um he did not make it on there um did they even then- bring him back they did not practice, but oh no, yeah, they did not. Um, no, um, but then Cameron McCutcheon also was one of the ones who, again, was playing pretty well, um, preseason, but he, he, up, right? he's a, he is picked up, yeah, he's on the practice squad, yeah, someone else got signed too. Uh, so, um, from camp, they, I remember seeing it. Uh, Tanner Ingle. Yeah. But either way, um, yeah, about these six, uh, the only surprise kind of is uh, Sean Jolly. Good for him uh, making the cut. Apparently he was impressing in practice. Uh, I like this group, Zach. I, I think this is a really good group. Uh, let's talk about Duke Shelley, the recent addition. Um, so I was able to look at some film about Duke Shelley. And I'll say this about him. He's really good about pass breakups. That's kind of like his thing. He wasn't really a ball hawk in the sense of getting interceptions. Uh, He was more at really good at playing the guy close and tight in man coverage. And then when the ball was coming to him, being able to get a pass interception or not interception, pass breakup. And um, he does have issues with his height. Uh, so, like, you can't really – I think it would be hard for him to go on someone like DK Metcalf because uh, he's not particularly fast either, but he's a very smart player and really good with his hands at getting past breakups. Yeah, so he's taking the spot – the the roster spot from Mathis when he got put on IR. Um, played 41 games total in his – four years within the NFL. This will be his fifth season. He's had 11 game starts, tallied 62 tackles, 22 assists, and one interception. Um, Mostly with the Bears. Yeah, but yeah, he was drafted by the Bears, moved to the Vikings, and then he was just in the offseason with the the Raiders, which is must, which has where where McVay and the, the talent team had to at least see him perform, and maybe that's the reason why they, they, they picked him up. Who knows? It's the Raiders. They make bad decisions. Uh, moving on to our safeties. Uh, Jordan Fuller, John Johnson III, Russ Yeast, Quentin Lake, and Jason Taylor II. <clears throat> Not really anything. I All pretty, pretty normal. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it, this was a very inexperienced group that me and you were kind of shaky about because of all the lack of depth and I think, or lack of experience depth. And I think John Johnson kind of answered that for me. I'll let yeah. you speak to that, but uh, I really feel better about this group. I feel like those three underneath John Johnson will kind of learn and grow uh, along with him and uh, hopefully can get them into shape. Yeah, I mean, having Jordan Fuller there was gonna be was gonna be a must, obviously. Uh, but yeah, like you said, adding John Johnson just really just uh, made us feel a little bit better in that secondary area. Um, uh, but then I think Russ Yeast and Quentin Lake have both showed some promise, so I'm really looking forward looking forward to seeing them actually produce um, and and actually be a, a big plus for us on the defensive side. And they're going to need it. The secondary is going to have to do a lot because, like we talked about, the defensive line that that's going to probably our struggle. And it just sounds terrible when you have Aaron Donald leading that leading that pack. Yeah, there's a potential this D line could be near the bottom five of the NFL with Aaron Donald, and that's that's not good, Zach. That's that's not a good look. Uh, let's talk about your favorite thing in the world, special teams. I know you love yourself, kicker drama and stuff like that. Uh, oh, yeah. the, two, the two people we have on the, uh, special teams list for the roster is Ethan Evans and our long snapper, Alex Ward. Uh, That's normal, right? Just two spots for special team specialists, right? We yeah, have, there's only usually two, right? I mean... Kicker is so 2022, Zach. Uh, the, the Rams are uh, being bold without having a kicker because uh, when you can't get close enough to kick the ball at all the entire year, you don't need a kicker. I mean, that's hey, lots of I, don't, I, I just They didn't need a kicker last year. Apparently so. Apparently so. Uh, yeah, so our punter, great. I'm going to just say he's great so far. Great. There's really nothing to say. Long snapper. I don't really think you can really say much about a long snapper. As long as you don't mess up the snap, you're great in our opinion too. So, uh, but yeah, the kicker thing, what, again, six days that we don't have a kicker on our active roster. We only have one on our practice squad. So I don't know what the heck we're doing, but um, it's not even like we have a competition going right now. I don't know. I, I definitely feel like they plan on bringing him up for the three active game day slots and they'll put them on the roster. Uh, my best guess is they're waiting for enough time through the season to progress to the point where the 53 gets so set that they feel like someone they want to cut now that could potentially get picked up, won't get picked up later in the season. Right. When sure. they do cut them. So yeah, I, it's going to be, it, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, they're good. I mean, they're going to have to make a room for somebody. Someone's going to have to get, bumped down for this game or again, hopefully we won't have a kicker. unless if he just is terrible with us and we don't have, you have to have a we have to have a kicker we have to have a kicker this, this is it this is it we do we have to have a kicker have you asked ethan evans if he can kick has jordan rodriguez asked <laughs> like uh, i'm sure he could one, he could so. I mean, I'm sure they could do a he could do a kickoff, but he's not going to do like we're just going to go fourth down every time. Like we're just fourth down. We're just going to we're just going to go for it. I will say I think Maher is going to be good. Like he he's Let's, been yeah. really good for 
the Cowboys. Uh, I thought he got a lot of unfair heat. Like, okay, a kicker had a player had a bad game in the playoffs. How many times has that happened in history? A lot. A but lot. He is he yeah. is the only kicker to miss five extra points in a row. I, I let me let me. I'm gonna back up. Let bad me back day up. in the office. Zach. A really bad day in the offense. And didn't they still? Did they still win that game? And then the next the next game, he also missed no. another. I don't know. I, I'll go I, back maybe, and I'll go back and watch that. I I can't keep track of all the times Cowboys choke in the playoffs. Okay, um, so yeah. I I think they still lost that game. But uh, but in all in all, okay. But in all honesty, I think he's this is a good kicker. He had a ninety percent accuracy rate. Go before he went to the playoffs. He was 29 and 32 for field goals. He had a 64 yard long and he was 50 of 53 extra points for the whole entire regular season. I just want to say that is, that is a good kicker. I know he's 33 years old. I I, I get why people are complaining, but like he's a kicker. People, doesn't it doesn't really matter, but let's also remember that when, when we picked up Matt Gay, no one really wanted him. Tampa Bay, you know, tossed him away. He only had a 77% accuracy in when, before the Rams picked him up. And then, you know, I think I think maybe he even went to Indianapolis for a little bit before he joined the Rams like and now he's back with Indianapolis, but but still like, you know, just just sometimes just a change of scenery and yeah, wasn't he on the Broncos? Is that where he got released from um Mar Maher. Yes, I think they traded for a kicker, and uh, people need. And to he did miss. That. He did miss one in preseason too, for the Broncos. But so out of the last like ten drafted kickers, only two have stayed with their team, original team, and like most of the successful ones switched teams before they got good. So, sure. it, I mean. We'll see. Uh, he could be a disaster. Yeah. Uh, but, like, what's our alternative? We weren't going to rock with uh, our uh, undrafted free agent kicker who was clearly Tanner Brown, I think. Uh, he was clearly struggling. And, like, I will take my shot on a 90% field goal kicker who missed five extra points than uh, how Tanner Brown was playing. Yeah, no, I, I like in all seriousness, I think this is a this is a good move. We did a poll. Most of the fan base also thinks this was actually a good move. Um, he is a good kicker. He just had, like you said, he had a he had a moment, and hopefully, the Rams and their culture that they build, they can they can help him out and, and make him feel welcome. I mean, shoot, if you're on Jerry Jones's team and you you miss two, you you probably got a phone call on game that uh you're doing bad so um let's let's just be real how that works so um yeah i'm really i'm really looking forward to this kicker i think he i think he does have a uh, a good leg he has the accuracy when you know obviously when it when he's in the zone um so hopefully the rams can fix that yeah um practice squad we kind of mentioned most of these i'll kind of go through these quicker though there is one surprise um AJ Curry, Logan Bruss, Marquise Copeland, Royce Freeman, Tanner Ingle, Tyler Johnson, Nicola Kalanick, 
Mike McAllister, Cameron McCutcheon, Grant Miller, Troy Reader, Brett Ripon, uh, QB, uh, Xavier Smith, Keir Thomas, uh, and Austin Tremel. Did you hear what I said? Troy Reader back front with with us from the Chargers. Our favorite linebacker. Yeah, he had Your favorite he had linebacker. His, he had his moments. I think I I think I probably hyped him more than you would have hyped him, but um, he he did have his moments. Um, also interesting to note that Lance McCutcheon is also gone. We didn't mention that in the wide receivers talk, but he is officially cut and not back on the practice squad too. So there we go. So uh, no yeah. surprise there. It's so interesting that I guess there's so many familiar names on the practice squad that I think I know more of the practice squad than I have ever known any other practice squad that the Rams have ever had. Just kind of a weird thing. I don't know if that's just, I don't know. It's weird. They like their guys sometimes. They do. Um, And they only lost, I think out of all their players, they think they wanted to bring back, they lost one in the waiver. So um, that was that. Uh, Rams captains were announced also a lot of captains, eight captains, which seems pretty high, but, uh, defensive captains, Aaron Donald, Jordan Fuller, Ernest Jones, offensive captains, Matthew Stafford, Cooper cup, Tyre Higby, and Rob Havenstein and special teams, captain Ben Skoranek. Um, very interesting to note all of that. Benny Sko, congratulations on being captain. We salute you, sir. Uh, all right. We want to do a quick uh, preview of the Rams Seattle game. Yeah, uh, when we previously did this, this was uh, when me and you were naive and very young in our age, and thinking Cooper Cup was gonna be a part of this team. Our uh, number one uh, weapon, best player on offense. Uh. Yeah, Zach, I originally had us going hot to start the year and then, like, having struggles uh, mid-season. I don't think the Rams are going to win this game without Cup. Uh, I do think Geno Smith is going to take a step back. And um, I know I was talking on Jake's. Uh, stream whenever I was fantasy and I said I thought this team or this game was going to be a shootout with Cup. I still think it's going to be high scoring now. I just think uh, the Rams are going to lose like 24 to 32. Interesting. Without Cup. Yeah. It, again, it, it's how we can marry this. I, I think the Rams still have a great opportunity it just depends on what scenario they run with. If they're just going to be pass heavy the whole time, I will agree with you. I think it's going to be in that 32 to 20, you know, 28 to 20 range. Um, if they can get the, if they can get the run game really moving, um, get, you know, get Stafford in a play action kind of play and, you know, keep the defense on their toes. I do see the, the Rams pulling out, they can pull out a win. Um, and and I and I see that I I do see that happening, but again, it's it's going to take it's going to take every person to really get in the, get in their face. Um, the the problem is is that the Rams it's going to be the defense again. That is where we're going to see. You have Tyler Lockett who has been consistently consistent every right. single year. 
Um, and then you have, you know, you have DK Mac, uh, DK Metcalf and he's a beast. And there's, there's no, well, the rookie, he may be actually not playing, um, as well. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that. Are you talking about Jackson Smith? Yeah, so he currently has a broken uh, broken bone in his wrist. Um, he was back to practice today, um, so there is a potential that he could play, um, but it is he's he's going to be on the questionable list for this game. So um, yeah, so there, if he's practicing, he's going to play. Typically, like that's sure, but I mean, you, I mean, it is a broken bone in your wrist. I mean, like you don't really want to. You don't need don't your know. wrist to catch. You don't, but when you have. You you have Tyler Lockett and you have you know DK like do you really need to risk your you know your first round your well it was your second first round pick um, you can risk your risk that's fine okay sure this isn't a Seattle podcast so I will stop defending them now um, <laughs> but I mean the, the Seahawks they're they're gonna play hard and you know Gino again he again he doesn't really have anything to prove per se because he did that last year um but he's gonna have to try to keep up that momentum and you know maybe that's where they shift and maybe the rams can catch them catch them off a little bit by that but um usually the rams have had their number over the last several years um that may not be the case again this year again it, it really just depends on how our offensive line and our offensive plays if our offense we should just... we should have definitely won both games last year like that second game, we should have one hundred percent had won that game. That was kind of stupid that the yeah. refs cheated out us that like win. They won because of a stupid flag. That's why. That's why they yeah. won. It took the last play of the game for them to win that, and they shouldn't have. So, um. So it is the. What it is. So the, the some benefits that we do have is that they won't have their safety, Jamal Adams. Um, he won't be playing against the Rams. That's already been official um, as of Friday. Um, so they, they're missing a linebacker. Uh, so just kind of just seeing how everything else plays out. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of see how things go. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it sucks for them missing a linebacker in Adams. I mean, it happens. Yeah, I mean the the Seahawks they they had a good draft uh, from the looks of it. I mean, great draft. I wasn't great draft. Wasn't really pulling in, but they had two first rounds and two second rounds. Uh, didn't have a third, but then had two fourths, two fifths, a sixth, and a seventh. Um, I think they picked Smith ahead of Quinn and Johnson. I think that's a mistake. Now, I kind of understand from their perspective, he's kind of similar to DK. So, you, I don't know. I think having two DKs on the field would be amazing. But, uh, sure. you know, more yeah. offensive oriented teams want diversity in their wide receiver core. So, I, I understand it. Uh, yeah, it looks but like their Jackson was. Solid. Yeah, Jackson looks like he's going to be in the slots position, is where they're going to put him. I think they got a really good cornerback too. If I'm remembering their draft, I, I don't have Devin. It in front of me. Devin Witherspoon. He was yeah. yeah uh, he was their first pick, fifth overall. Um, so fifth overall, yeah, that's, fifth overall. that's good. Yeah, man, I, so, I can't believe they they got the fifth overall pick. 
Yes. Yes, indeed. So again, it's, I mean, when you kind of compare apples to apples, I mean, let's see, I got to look at the roster real quick. Um, let's see their running backs go Zach Charbonnet, which was a rookie DJ Dallas. Uh, yeah. Walker. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, Walker's going to be good. I, I don't know. I just I just feel like we have a – I mean, obviously we have a slight hand if we had Cooper Cup on the field, but with that potentially not happening. Um, it hurts us, man. It hurts us on a lot of facets. It does. It hurts but... us in the red zone. hurts us on third down because that's where Cup is the most useful for Stafford. Um, yeah. Them – they have such a good connection. I think fans are underestimating how much that's going to hurt. Not just because he is our main weapon, but because of his connection with Stafford and like how on sync they are. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I just, I always have hope. I guess I'm the, I'm the hopeful one of us uh, who always think that they have a chance to win. Um, I'm not saying they're definitely going to lose. I'm, I'm, I, I wouldn't bet my house on it. Uh, all I'm saying is, like, you, you got to be realistic. And uh, a Rams team without Cup is more predictable historically. Uh, that's just uh, – I think that's facts. But, you know, we haven't seen a healthy Stafford in two years. And maybe that counteracts. And maybe he's dealing the ball and, like – we just punch Seattle in the mouth. That's definitely a realistic option or a chance to happen. <clears throat> I would yeah. rather you tell me, Zach, uh, Monday or next Monday, next Sunday night, when we're talking about this game, like I told you so, we blew him out. I'd be like, you know, Zach, I'll eat that humble pie. I'll eat all that crow. I. Whenever the Rams are winning, I'd much rather be uh, wrong than right when it comes yeah. to talking about them losing. Um, it also looks like Devon Weatherspoon probably won't be playing either. Mm-hmm. So, for all that says, um, their defense is uh, good. They it's gone yeah. a lot better. Uh, but yeah, the odds don't look great. I think the betting odds has it pretty much in favor of the Seahawks. I mean, it is in Seattle. Um, so, um, it is, it is going to be a very, uh, it's going to be a different year guys. Um, it's going to be a wild roller coaster ride. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs, uh, try to enjoy it the best you can. Um, I think we're all kind of experiencing that, you know, we just kind of want to reset, but I also don't want this team to tank. I don't think they will plan to tank. Um, I just, you know, we have, we have more faith. A hard reset is a lot better and quicker than staying with mediocrity. And that's just what I don't, not saying this team's going to be mediocre, but that's when teams get in dangerous places when they just sit in mediocrity. And a lot of teams with owners that don't care at all will do that. Jaguars being a perfect example for a long time, just sitting there at six, seven wins for, and the Rams did that for a little bit with Fisher. I don't think that team, this team's going to be like that. 
but I just don't want to see that. Because uh, I just, I just don't see. I don't see Sean McVay wanting mediocrity. I don't see. Um, I don't yeah. see Stafford or Donald wanting mediocrity. Cooper Cup wanting mediocrity. Uh, they want to see performance. They want to see you know. They want to see some movement going on, um, or they wouldn't be with the team. Um, and so, yes, this year maybe just a down. Last year was a down year because of injuries. They wanted to try again. They couldn't do it because of injuries. This year, they're paying their dues. Um, as you say, they're paying that credit card bill. They're trying to get the balance down so that they can do more next the next couple years. Um, and that's what it's going to look like by choice. Um, right now, their cap space is around just over $3 million is what they currently have. And that's just to pretty much pay the bills for this season. Practice squad. Um, and, and yeah. And so then the, the next year goes up to like 61 million in, in free money or not free money, but in cap space. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Uh, not free. And then, and then again, you know, 2025, they'll have money too. So it all I think just they're supposed to have like 90 or 100 mil in uh, 25. So yeah. we got dough. We got dough guys coming up. We do. Not so it's going to, we're broke no. this year, but nope. But we're going to see who's going to be able to make it through and who we can keep on and who we're going to can use who, you know, again, isn't going to keep eat up all of our cap space and it's going to give time for people to prove. And again, we still have talent on this roster who can make plays. Um, but this season, it does feel like we're going to have to rely a lot on our offense. And without Cooper Cup, that kind of pushes us back a little bit. Um, I will say that free agent list for next year, Got got some good names, Zach. Got some good names, and we have our first round pick. So uh, next year, East Coast Rams off season, I think our pod's gonna gonna be entertaining. I'll say. Hey, I'm I'm all I'm all for. It. We keep we keep getting good feedback, so uh, it's been great. Um, yeah. But so if I'm gonna make a prediction, I'm gonna actually predict the Rams do win. I'm just going to, I'm going to stay positive and I'm going to stay positive that we're going to win 24 to 17. Um, we're going to, our offense is just going to stay on the field longer than their offense is going to. Um, and we're going to pull it out that way. So I'm I'll positive stay positive. Too, Zach. I'm, I'm, I'm just sorry. betting that my, like, I don't have, I have a curse against me about being wrong about predictions. Therefore the Rams will win because of it. That's yeah. 30 to yeah. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a fan who always just believes that they can, they can squeak out a win. Uh, there will be times when I won't, but for the most part, I do think that they can always squeak out a win um, as long as they don't get their whole offensive line destroyed. Uh, any other final thoughts about this game before we wrap it up? Oh, uh, that be prepared for that 49ers uh, podcast, Zach. In a week, because uh, that's going to be a rough one for you to go through. Then, if you think I'm negative about this game, hey, I'm de- Nick Bosa hasn't signed his deal yet, and he's usually the one who disrupts us the most. So, you're saying there's well, I'm saying there's hope. I, it, it would matter if we had Cup, and I don't think we're going to have Cup that game. Yes, you're probably right. You're probably right. I will not be as optimistic for the Bengals game the week after that. So, but hey, we'll get to watch McCaffrey score like five touchdowns. That'll be fun. No, nope. 
All right. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everyone who does like and subscribe each and every single week. You could do that on any of your favorite podcast um, catchers of your choice. Apple Music, uh, oh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Music, uh, Spotify, uh, Pocket Cast, what, whatever you want. Or you could find us on YouTube, which is where you might be seeing us right now. YouTube.com slash at East Coast Rams. Uh, please make sure you subscribe. Click the like button and smash the bell so you can always know when we have new videos out um you can see where our twitter handles are right right there uh you can find us there on twitter or x or whatever you want to call it instagram we're on there too uh threads you can find us on all of those platforms ashton it was another great podcast to do with you again i hope you uh get some rest because we are going to have a uh gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting game on sunday but um definitely looking forward to it yeah i just i want good football win or lose i just i don't want last year just I, well i want we to be able to talk about the offense zach and that requires them doing something sure so. if they if they lose by a field goal i'll be and they scored a couple touchdowns i'll probably be ecstatic so um but yeah it's it's gonna be fun it's gonna be interesting stay with us guys we promise we're gonna try to make this as enjoyable as possible whether we win or lose uh we will try to find the the um you know the the sweet spots the joys uh within every single game so uh but we're also going to be realistic as well we'll we'll tell you when we think that the 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 rams are not going to do as well and uh, i am realistic I do. I am realistic, even though I'm optimistic. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll continue that for another day. Um, that, that's why we got each other. We we bounce each other out. I feel like our pod does a good job of being very much in that optimal spot of not too negative, not too positive. We try to keep it centered on reality. So we do a good spot there. Yes, we do. We are the yin to each other's yang. Um, but with that, it is finally time that we can say that we will talk to you guys after next week's game. Uh, so exciting. Um, and yeah, we let's, let us get a Rams win Sunday. Let's have a victory Monday next week, guys. Whose house? Rams house.